Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot are hitting the road and going on a Tiny Towns tour. AB, producer Luke, the Tiny Town Tour rolls on. Where do we head next? RACQ Roadside Assistance is your road trip must-have. With 700 statewide rescue vehicles on hand, RACQ will help get you to where you'd rather be. Visit racq.com forward slash roadside. Feels like 17 years ago this happened. It was only a couple of weeks. The Tiny Towns Tour, uh, our first one, and I don't know if it'll be the last or not, to be honest. Travelling across the state, what? It is very hard to get you out of the studio on a regular day. So for a week plus, that was challenging. I don't know what kind of contract negotiation discussions were made with you or threats. Expensive ones. Yeah, yeah. It was was mental. We started in uh, the little town of Brandon near Townsville. Then we went down to Serena in the Kind the Wit Sundays, inland to Clermont, Alpha, Longreach, finishing up in the centre of Queensland geographically, Mudabar. Yeah, producer Luke, of course, you're in charge of this one too. Yep. But the most impressive thing for me for the entire week is that there was only one person that had violence threatened upon them, and it wasn't either of you. When was when did yeah, someone threaten you? Threaten you? Oh, no, I, I threatened. I told Breck, uh, what's his name, uh, our tech Brad, that I was going to headbutt him. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I'm surprised he, you're admitting to this on a public forum. What when HR there? exists. Oh, I like Brad a lot, but he's got weird body language when I ask dumb tech questions. And I asked a dumb que- tech question and he just looked at me. Oh. I said, Brad, <sighs> this is the last day too. I said, Brad, if you don't answer me, I'm going to have to headbutt you or something like that. <laughs> Which I didn't do, so it's just a threat. Did you so apologise? No. Apologise now, publicly. No. Honestly, no. I don't want you to have to have a ton of meetings about this. Can you just do it? No. Send him a text. All right, settled. I don't have his number. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Send him an email. No. I'm really looking forward to not having to spend time with the stubbornness that is you for the next five weeks. It's pretty good that we get five weeks away from each other. It's going to be fascinating to see if everyone's refreshed and ready to go or if we come back on the 22nd still not liking each other very much. I personally am really looking forward to having a bit of a break from the both of you. Um, it's fair. It's mutual, mutual yeah. Lewis. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, and it's just like, it's like, you know, it's like joint custody of, of, of the kids. Oh, so you get no custody over Christmas. Exactly. It's great. because That's I've, every deadbeat dad's I've, dream. I've had dad. you. I've had you for the last 10 yeah. months and now I get five weeks off and I cannot yeah, but wait. Every parent wants their kid at Christmas. That's like the elite thing. Not this I one. Can, I can't hate wait. Christmas. As, as soon as we're, well, that's on you, mate. Oh, I can't wait. As, as soon as all this recording's done for our favourite moments of wow, uh, I'm going to leave that work group chat. That's my favourite part of holidays every <laughs> you year. You do that every year and, and then and I have to make uh, a new one. I'm no, just not going to send anything to it. Just ignore, just, just mute just it. Just add me back in. It, no, because we did this last time and it glitched. Yeah. Oh, well, too bad. Make a new one for 2024. There's something about it, mate. For me, it's uh, you know, it's like washing your hands after you pee. It's the same as that. It's very therapeutic. It has to be done. <laughs> You know anyway. what? Stuff is. I'm going to yeah. do it before you. <laughs> Great. That works for me. Back to the Tiny Town Tour. You're going to hear our favourite moments in all these little places. Some wonderful people, some not wonderful people. No, actually, Hawks here is great. He just dropped the on the S-bomb <laughs> on the tour. He's from Longreach. <laughs> and he then he made us balls. nervous for the next seven minutes. Yeah, tells a crack and grenade story. Uh, all that is coming up. Our very best and very favourite moments. All thanks to RACQ. Best of the Tiny Town Tour on the other side of this. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Our Tiny Towns Tour, we're on day one of it today. We've started in beautiful Brandon. Obscure History with Elliot Lovejoy. 
I want to tell you a story today about one of the most incredible women I've ever heard of. I'll flash you back to World War II. In the 1800s, they attached bells to the coffin door and the arms of the people so if they're still alive, they'd hear a bell on top of the grave and they'd dig them out. Saved by the bell. That was... Literally ride shotgun. So the passenger would carry a shotgun in order to scare off robbers who might want to attack them. All right, here's the deal. Today we're at the Ironworks Brewery in Brandon. And, uh, look, I-, I love history. We have a lot of locals that have been in Brandon. Their family are the same before up to 200 years, some of them. So for the first time ever reading out a little bit of history that I found online, I'm nervous. Because if I get this wrong, these <laughs> locals... people watching. Yeah, they're just going to be shaking their heads. <laughs> yeah, and their fists. for defamation I'll get a town. hot pizza in my face. Paul the Plumber's just arrived on his table. All right, here's what I've learned about Brandon. So Henry Brandon is the bloke that the town was apparently named after, right? We're right near air for those that haven't ever passed through. Uh, Henry Brandon's story is one that I love. So a little bit on Henry Brandon. He moved to Sydney with his parents at the age of 10. He was from the UK, but we're not holding that against him. Adult life took him to Mackay, where he met a wonderful woman called Georgina Wills, who is actually the daughter of Cora Wills, the mayor of Mackay in 1876. So with that, you know, he gets a little bit of a free leg up, a little bit of a, yeah. a you're a who's who when you're the boyfriend of someone who's... The mayor of another town. Thank you. Yep, gotcha. Well, following. Yeah, that's anyway. the ultimate goal. Yep, following, yep. Get this. So these guys get married, Georgina and, and, and Henry. 14 kids. What else oh, did you do back then? It was a thing back in the day, <laughs> wasn't it? Cora, Catherine, Florence, Mary, Lillian, Henry, Arthur, Ruby, Cyril, Harold, Elsie, Gordon, Roy, and of course, Xena. Or Xenia. Okay, Z- yeah. I was going to sure. say, they... The they Princess? Did well at good names for most of that. Well, I don't know about here. Anyway, um, so this bloke, Henry, he was the manager of an Australian joint stock bank, boring, for about 10 years, but this is where it gets good. Out of that was born an idea. He found a, a, a little bit of land near Sheep Station Creek. What he did was after he settled, there's a massive bit of land, right? He set about installing a sugar mill in this area that at that stage didn't have a name in 1883. That was the year. By 1884, just one year later, this sugar mill was fully operational. With the site fully subdivided, it, of course, needed a name, and thus, Brandon was born. You know what? He ran out of names with his bloody children, so he just did himself. I'm just glad he didn't call the place bloody Xenia. The locals are not in agreement, so I think I'm doing this one well. Henry Brandon returned to the UK and actually passed away in 1899. He's remembered, though, as a very special man, a sugar pioneer in Mackay and the lower Burdekin areas. What I love is with so many kids, there would be Brandon alive and well, I'm sure, in this Absolutely. region and across the state. Sure. You'd, you'd have to say That's so. Weird. I actually know a girl from around the Mackay and she's a Wills. Could be. Joining us now, a second generation local. Uh, this lovely woman has worked for seven years at the Sugar Shed. Hello, Betty. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Betty, first thing you did when we came here was steal AB's cowboy hat, so I decided I liked you straight away. Uh, but, it looked better on her as well. But tell criminal. me, Betty, a little bit later on, we're actually going to sit down with the great Wendell Saylor, of course, one of your finest from Serena. You knew him when he was a young fella. What's the connection? I used to work in a news agency here in Serena. My great auntie used to own it, Weeks's News Agency. Right. Wendell was a paper boy. He delivered newspapers. Now, yes. I know Wendell well. He would be, <laughs> and forgive me here, a shit house paper boy. <laughs> He wasn't good, was he? <laughs> tell he tell the a, truth. He had a good tell arm. the truth. 
Oh, I can't remember. That was a lot of years ago. <laughs> he would have thrown the paper well, just not actually committed to showing up. Yeah. He used to ride past my place and yep. used to wake me up and say, Betty, get out of bed! <laughs> At like five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to know if Dell has changed, mm. I have a, a good friend that worked with him in Sydney and he does the radio show over there, The Rush Hour, and she said they have to lock the studio door in between breaks or otherwise he leaves and just disappears oh. and then doesn't do the rest of the show. H- how old was he? when he was doing the paper rounds, you reckon? Ten? bit younger? Yeah, yeah. yeah, about ten or twelve or fourteen, yeah. And was he the same exuberant Wendell that we know now? Maybe just a little bit toned yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> True. And what about the Sugar Shed? You've been here seven years. It's our first time. It is an outstanding location. There's, you know, local drinks we've been having. I mean, we haven't had any throughout the afternoon yet. We've looked um, at them, though. We have. We'd like I to have them. I had a sniff before of some beautiful light <laughs> After six o'clock. What brought you here and what's kept you here? Um, Besides a paycheck. <laughs> I actually used to work next door at the mill. Oh. And then I just jumped the fence. Um, yeah. Because Literally. I love, yeah, because I love talking to people. Yep. But he was a good student, but talks too much. Look yep. at me now, I've got to talk. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. We are on day two of our Tiny Towns tour in beautiful Serena at the Sugar Shed. And actually joining us today, uh, these guys do the breakfast show right across the Mackay region with Triple M. We have a lot of love for these guys. They've been in market for about 75 years now. Uh, honestly, they, Lots they, of facelifts. feel like your yeah. two brothers, your two granddads, your two best friends, the two delinquents, I don't know. Jay and Dave, hello boys. Uh, AB, hello. Love God, g'day. You're welcome. Yeah, you're um, both very well. Thanks for joining us in our region. Are you enjoying Serena? It's magnificent. Exceeded my expectations. You haven't got in the room yet, I see. <laughs> well, apparently we're not having anything to drink no. since 6pm. No, no, exactly. Not. Right. Yeah. We've been um, told that we're not insured. Hey, we do. Uh, Buffy the Cane Toad, the Serena region famous, what, a, a metre tallish, a bit more than that, metre wide, yeah. has been stolen a number of times. Did you know originally it was made of paper mache? I learnt that in 1983, if you're not aware of that, Jay. Hey, I've been uh, doing my research. Did his research. Thank you. I read the front page. Um, <laughs> when was it first stolen? What, what's, um, Dave, what's the deal with the kiss of good luck or whatever? Here's oh, the stories look, around that. Look, if you kiss Buffy the Cane Toad, you are guaranteed good luck for the next 12 months. That is the the thing that's uh, the, the, uh, the rumour. And it's true. If you kiss it... Yeah. And on the lips? Yeah, of course on the okay. lips. Where else are you going to kiss a toad? How often are you going down and making out with it? Clearly not enough if he's got luck. no luck at all. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm not hearing of any girlfriends of late, well, Dave. I did hear, Dave, a great story of you being able to purchase your own home recently, some yep. real good career success, seven dates over the last sort of six months or so. Was that due to a passionate night with Buffy on Broad Street? <laughs> hey, we went the, uh, the Frenchie. Yeah. That's it's not even asked of you, but just thought you'd mix it up. Oh. Hashtag me too. I don't think that Cody Toad at all ever consented to that. That, that is my fault. I'm going to own that one. That's disgusting, though. Um, all right. Tell us, though, I, I know you've been trying to get celebrities to get involved with this throughout the year. Tanya Kernigan, I hear a story about her. Well, Tanya Kernigan, absolutely. Jay knows more about this because he was with her at the time. Right. I, I, we convinced her. She was in town for something. Yep. We convinced her to go. And this is the only celebrity who said yes to this, by the way. Right. No one else has ever so done that. So there's been a lot of emails unanswered. Oh, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> okay. But we, got, we, we convinced her to kiss the cane toad. She did it. And she yeah. said, if I get something that I didn't have before I came to Serena, that I'm yep. blaming you guys. So it was very, she was very... Um, oh, as in like a cold sore or good luck? A little luck. bit worse than that. <laughs> he was trying so hard to be subtle and then you just hit him between the teeth. Well, look, you, you got <laughs> 
You, you got to think that's a so. sexually transmitted disease, Annabelle. I didn't want to say that, for but goodness yes, sakes. that's right. <laughs> oh, God, Part no of my way. wishful thinking. <laughs> where has this gone? I where, where did where did Tanya after that was? Did you hear of great things in her life or what? Uh, we haven't heard from her. Okay. <laughs> well, I would suggest that no contact with you guys would potentially be good luck. Well, I would say uh, straight after that COVID hit. Yep. So right, probably the luck around the wrong way. <laughs> right. Probably they were wrong about the source. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was an introvert. And that, anyway, we're going to leave that alone. Well, if you get a chance to see Buffy the Cane Toad, uh, give him or her. That's been a debate today, by the way. Give yep. him or her a, 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 a big Dave kiss. Made out with her. A big kiss. Well, hey, it's 2023, he baby. We do what we want. That love is love. Go and say hello. These days, I'll take and, anything. And if you're ever in the Mackay region passing through, you want to catch up on listener. It is truly one of the great breakfast shows. Jay and Dave for breakfast. You two are both legends. Appreciate your time. I'm on the rush hour. Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys. Lucky enough to have with us uh, the regional councillor for Isaac, based right here in Clermont, been here 40 plus years, Greg Ballbreaker Austin. Good afternoon, mate. Welcome to the rush hour. <laughs> Ballbreaker, hang on, hang what, on. What, Just back what, it up a bit. We were, we were told it was Breaker. I'm only assuming <laughs> here, Greg. Where did the, the nickname originate? We ne- it needs to, uh, well, I'm glad I can explain it. Um, it's the chocolate milks, isn't well, it? You love them. <laughs> well, the funny thing You're only human. I was no milkman. dare iced coffee I was, for Greg. I was a milkman here too for 10 years. Of course you were. Yeah. And they thought it was uh, because of Breaker, the milk. Yeah. But it wasn't. I came here originally in about 1979, 8, and I was a horse breaker. And that's where it all came from. They, I got the uh, name Breaker from there, so there's nothing more sexier or anything like that. It's just <laughs> hard work and horse breaker. That's it. <laughs> and now councillor. Can you tell us, Greg, like, what's your biggest goal for this region, particularly with Isaac? I mean, I know during COVID a lot of Queenslanders were travelling regionally. Why do you want to sell this area to people that are looking to travel? Well, the area is unique. We don't get a lot of tourists through here, and we're trying to promote it a bit more because it is unique in as much as there is coal mines. And we like to get coal mines a very dirty word, I know, at the moment. But in this region, there are 28 coal mines in the Bowen, in the Isaac region. So we'd like to get people to come out here and actually have a look and see what it does for the economy. It's not actually killing the environment, but it's keeping small towns like Claremont, Dysart, Moorambar, and... um, Middlemount. A lot of towns. I know we've had a bit of drama with Glendon at the moment, but we seem to have got that back on the back on track again. But we'd like to see people come out here because you're very welcome, and it keeps towns. And we like to sell coal. It ain't that bad. If uh, if you were to have to recruit myself, AB, or producer Luke, who you've met, you only had one spot left in your 28 coal mines. If you had to pick one of us, remembering I bought you two beers already. If you had to pick one of us, great. Who would you be taking into battle with you, Elliot? Yep. <laughs> Elliot. Oh, me. Yes, 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 yes. So you take bribes. I get it. I get it. I know. Greg, Greg, oh, be good. a bit more subtle that's about good. it. Back onto the tourism. And thing. paper bags are fine too. <laughs> Back onto the tourism thing. Now, anytime yep. anyone visits, uh, for instance, just off the top of my head, Home Hill in North Queensland, I'll always say to them, please go and look out for the local pest mullet. Who is the local pest of Clermont? Pest. Yep. Is, the is menace. at the pub every day or she's is, at the pub every day? Are they currently present? Because a yeah. number of people have just Is it the bloke with the black hat and the green shirt because he's been here a while <laughs> sitting on the phone doing deals? Or? Oh, they're permanent pests. I okay. know. <laughs> really? I think my two sons are usually pests, but they're not here. They don't come when their dad's here. They keep away from the pub. 
But no, they're not pests. They're lovely people. They both yep. have. Um, they both work the lo- local live- livestock agents. Okay. Kennedy, Kennedy Livestocks. Livestock. Is that we'll right? have to show him a picture of our steer. Yeah. Definitely not to stand. No, he's <laughs> definitely oh, well, not. He cost us twelve dollars one bet. I don't think he'd do much for you. No. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow meant to be in Alpha. A lot of the locals in Clermont saying, ah, you won't You're get never going to make it. So we'll see. There has been a lot of rain across the region today. Much needed rain, though, AB and producer Luke. Today we were meant to have about a three, three-and-a-half-hour drive, which turned into seven. Um, <laughs> it was not seven. Day three on a tiny town. And you say tour. I'm the dramatic one in this Can we, team. It's not seven. It, for, it, it, for the legal department listening, it was not seven. Yeah, it was eight. Oh, we're um, not allowed to drive, and this is not a beer. That's not your fourth bit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Tiny Towns tour. Today, I reckon, is the first day we've all gone on each other's nerves because we did have 12 hours in the car. Uh, the reason it turned into hours later. 14 hours in the car, uh, it went a little something like this. Luke, what's just happened on the trip? Um, so we were on the way to the Clyre Bucking Balls Ranch. Um, there is heavy rain around Dysart, which means that uh, we actually can't get there. So we've had to detour to get to Clermont, and uh, it's it, it's a bit hairy. Elliot, how would you rate my backseat navigating out of 10? Mate, you're better than me. I'm a bad backseat driver every time. And Luke's a good driver, but every time we go over a bit of anything, my sphincter tightens. I'm not going to lie to you. I know it's only Monday. I'd like to go home. <laughs> I was looking for the closest regional flights, of which said none. The Dysart to Clermont Road was flooded, so we couldn't go through there. We're going through Winchester, which sounds like a fancy UK TV show. It's not. I think it's a mining... It's a mine, Winchester. Oh. Oh. There will be no brothers from Supernatural. That's what it is. The Supernatural <laughs> brothers. Yeah. Um, Sam and Dean. Yeah. It's very fitting that we just drove through Slow Coach Gully because that's how we're going to be driving for the next two hours. And if it's flooded, forget it. Reminder, Queensland. I'm gutted because as we approached Winchester, I fell asleep. What did I miss? A mine. A mine. Right. <laughs> that a, was it. A good mine, though. Like this, the, we're told there's 28 in this region. And then you woke up and went <laughs> yeah. to the toilet for the 17th time in the trip, which hey, was also great. I can't help that I drink a lot of water. And <laughs> and the pubs have kept us hydrated across this tour. Yeah. Selflessly. As they have at the Grand Hotel Motel in Clermont. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. We made it to Alpha. A lot of the locals said we wouldn't yesterday in Clermont because of the rain. We did get here via Emerald today. The Alpha Hotel Motel. So many wonderful people. And, and joining us now, let's be honest, AB, this is the town celebrity. I mean, this, is, this is a She's superstar. She's on the Wikipedia. She was the first person that came up in Google because she was a superstar on the show Survivor, Alpha's finest, Paige Donald. Good afternoon. Hello, how are you guys going? R- really well, but fascinated to know how the Survivor thing came about in a town of a few hundred people and, and how you found yourself back here as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I just got a random call from a from a bloke and I was doing a bit of shopping in town and he's like, oh, we want you on Survivor. What? I, th- I just thought it was a prank. Like, I thought, yeah, right, I mate, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you got um, an interview with the CEO, producers, if you're keen. And I was like, yeah, yeah, righto. And they're like, okay, Friday, you got an interview. I said, okay, totally forgot about it. I was in I was out camp drafting out of Blackall and I was in the arena on my horse and they're like, Are you coming for this? They're calling me they're like, Are you having this interview or like what's Treat a mean, keep him keen. And I was like, oh 
Righto, no worries. So I raced back to camp, set it all up and got my horse in the background and it wouldn't shut up. And I'm there laughing the whole time. They're laughing and just it just naturally went really well and um, didn't even have to audition or anything. And then, yeah, got an email saying, no, we're cutting you. And I was like, oh, well, that's fine because I didn't apply to be on the show. No, you, no. So, so hang on. Before we go any further, yeah. how, how did they just find you randomly then? I don't understand. Oh, probably through my Instagram. I do a fair bit of hunting and, okay. and stuff like that. So, so you were Insta-stalked? Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. I've seen your Instagram as well. It is good quality, so I can understand why okay. they were drawn in. So, so they said, no, it's not happening. And then what? Yeah. Um, and then I got an email three weeks to fly. Out and they're like, you're on, get your passport. <laughs> I want to know, I mean, they always say this, I briefly dated a farmer, Farmstrong, like those F45 blokes, they've got nothing on Farmstrong. Did you get there and you're just like, what are these people thinking? Like, it doesn't matter how many reps you do, I actually pick pieces of metal up and move them to other places. <laughs> yeah, so I really um, depended on my um, endurance, like, be, uh, like because I'm constantly working such in a physical job, I could really... Uh, uh, depend on my endurance in those challenges because, like, I was up against an Australian um, Olympian athlete. Like, how could I last as long as her? Like, I was just <laughs> astounded. But yeah, um, definitely the, the the independence on the um, on how strong you are when you're physically in a job that you're moving and lifting and um, all that kind of stuff every day, all day. Well, well, I don't currently have fun reception because Vodafone's a bad choice in the bush. Yes. But but when I do, I'll, I'll have a look at your Instagram. Is it just Paige Donald? We we search or no? Nah, it's Cowgirl Paige. Cow- Cow, of course it's Cowgirl Page. We follow her, I think, on the Rush Hour I don't have the Rush Hour yeah. account, mate. That's your business, Paige. Uh, did you... Okay, Luke's just pulled it up for me. You have 5,000 followers. Okay, follow. Oh, that's your page. Well, Luke now follows her. <laughs> um, was there any part of you after you were done with Survivor thought, oh, I might try and move somewhere a little bit large, you know, my name's out there a little bit throughout Australia now. Did you have that thought? No, I love these tiny towns. Yep. Um, I love Alpha. I'm a massive fan of Tambo, which is just south of us and um, currently in between all three towns, Springshaw, Alpha and Tambo. And mm. I, it's beautiful country out here and, like, really great people and um, good events. Like, it's so good to support your local events. And, um, yeah, I can't, just can't bring myself to go anywhere yep. bigger. No, I get that. If you could bring anything to these regions in particular or change anything, what would it be? Uh, more than one rodeo a year. Check all. We're going to name one after you, surely. Uh, like rugby league players get statues, surely Paige gets a rodeo annually. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. There's some great people in this town and, and up next, I think you used the word overachiever before, which I think fits this gentleman perfectly. Uh, he's the captain of the, the local rugby league team, the mighty Alpha Brumbies who have an amazing old playing kit that's up on the wall here at the Hotel Motel. Uh, but more importantly than that, he is Queensland's Rural Ambassador. Harry Lehman, welcome to the Rush Hour. Hello, mate. Yeah, hello. Thank you both very much for having me on here. I think the fair question first up, a lot of people won't know, what is Queensland's Rural Ambassador? Uh, yeah, well, I didn't really know myself okay. either when I started, <laughs> but um, it's just a program that sort of tries to promote um, the young rural people in our industry, and um, we really try to strive to promote that in the metropolitan areas. Um, so yeah, we sort of we had a week down in Brisbane there. There was 13 um, finalists from all over Queensland, and yeah, it was an amazing week. We had tours and everything down, and I got to meet some really amazing people and um, sort of show off our industry that we're in. What got you over the line? Was there a bit of sabotage? perhaps here uh, and there because that's what true rural blokes would 
would do, surely. Yeah, no, for sure. I did enjoy the late nights out in the big smoke. <laughs> uh, the Jubilee Hotel, it's the go-to I, when people are at the exhibition. Yeah, I left there about 5 o'clock one morning. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So. Tell me, how important is it, you know, with, with the next generation of, of farmers, particularly in, in Queensland, that... Uh, how old are you, sorry? Uh, 23. Uh, okay, so yeah. the younger generation between the sort of 20s and 30s do get to, I suppose, mince minds and work out what the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years could look like. Yeah, well, it's extremely important, um, especially nowadays with the regenerative farming and everything, just trying to um, keep everything eco-friendly and, like, we want to try and look after this industry so my kids and my grandkids can do what I've been able to do, which is um, an amazing experience. Are you seeing a lot of farmers leave the land? these days and saying, you know what, it is too much because it's such a tumultuous life to live, always relying on the weather, things like COVID come along, uh, obviously the supermarkets and their greed can make it really challenging as well. Yeah, certainly, but you, in the same aspect, you see a lot of people stick it out and mm. really do strive from it. Like property prices have gone through the roof. Yep. Um, the last eight months, we haven't had any rain yep. and we've been pretty stressed, but it's only taken us a week and a half to get nearly nine inches here and I'm going away fishing on holiday because of it. Like, Celebrate. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Harry, we're going to let you go on that trip because you say, I'm going away fishing. He's not going down the road. You're going where? Uh, Burralula, yeah. How far away? 2,000 k. Good. Just so you, Northern you, Territory. You mm. need to get on the road, state. my Certainly. friend. We'll post a photo of Harry on our Instagram page, Rush Hour QLD, because he's the ultimate alpha of alpha. He's got the yellow Crocs on. He's got the sunglasses that have the strap attached to it as well and a hat that you can tell has been worked in. Harry, uh, one of the great young men of this state. So lovely to meet you. Congrats on the role as Queensland's Rural Ambassador. Congrats on the role at the Brumbies. Enjoy the fishing. Appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much and enjoy your trip. Up the Brums. Thanks very much. <laughs> Let's be honest, Longreach isn't a tiny town. We just need an excuse to visit here. We are at the Birdcage Hotel. Producer Luke in tow, our wonderful technician, Brad, who honestly plugs 112 cables in that I don't know what they do, but somehow we're broadcasting across the state, which is lovely. And tonight, AB, you will be sleeping under the stars. Your first ever camping Against experience. my consent. You've said 12 times this year, and I count, God, I wish I went camping. Yeah, as a kid. like on a beach in yep. the middle of winter. Yeah. When the temperature is pleasant, with a set-up fireplace, yep. and I don't know, some Russell well, Coit type person that does everything. Well, here's the thing: uh, I can be Russell Coit dressed up wise if you want the short shorts, whatever you need. We're at the Mitchell Grass Retreat tonight. Uh, myself, Luke, Brad, we're all glamping. You're sleeping under the stars. Your first ever experience. We simply want to know from Queenslanders. A camping for dummies guy, because I don't know much. A couple of messages, Rush Hour QLD on Instagram. Uh, Mitchell and Rocky says, you'd be surprised, even though it's hot today in Longreach, you'll probably be weirdly cold tonight. I don't know if I okay, believe that. Okay, yes. Uh, That's what they say. I, I've always wondered that. They're like, yeah, in the deserts, it's really cold at night. And sure. Lisa in Wonga Beach says, there will be creepy crawlies. Your best bet is the slap and scream. Apparently, you just smack your body as many times as possible and scream <laughs> for the hills. So I, I think we can go to some more sound advice. Well, hopefully, in, I wake you up. In the hotel. Yeah, so I've got Trevor here. Actually, Trevor, you might have some advice for AB about those bugs. What don't you? Well, fly spray probably would help. <laughs> I wonder if I've been given that in my allotment of absolutely nothing but a swag. Well, also uh, maybe uh, some toilet paper. Oh, yeah, because all we did was give her a shovel. 
I didn't think yeah. of, I didn't think of the yeah. next part yeah. after that. Yeah. That makes sense. There isn't much water about uh, either. We'll do some talk. I think I got tissues in my room. We'll sort so that kind out. of you. Um, Who else I've also got? got Dale over here. Dale, have you got any advice for AB? I would say um, after you leave here, yeah. I would pack plenty, plenty of beers in a heap of ice. And just have it as to survive the night, basically. Well, if something happens to you, at least you've got fluids. How long is that ice going to last in long reach, mate? <laughs> in an esky, a Just in my while. hands. <laughs> do do you think... Esky. You have to use the esky. Yeah, yeah, righto. Do you think... Uh, the thing I worry about with AB is... Uh, no, go back there, Luke. I have more questions. Thank you. Do, do you think... <laughs> with, with AB... She she becomes very brave very quickly. So my concern is she, she has a six-pack and she runs into seven different snakes. I'll look out my window and she'll be trying to wrangle them up, getting bit left, right and centre. No, 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 so. no, 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 please. I'm a people person. That means yeah. snake person as well. I'll be it, talking to them, it, getting along, making them my friends. I, I and think, yeah. And directing them towards your tent. <laughs> I think the best thing you can do is um, zip up your swag yeah. and just let it be someone else's problem. Hope yeah, for the best. Yeah. All right, okay. well, some sound advice. I can't wait for tonight. I'll be sleeping. And snug. I've got a massive a king bed. Uh, you'll be about 200 metres from us in the middle of nowhere. you got emus, like I said, pecking your bits out and all sorts of fun things. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. Luke has locked in a bloke that I've been told by about 14 locals is the loosest resident they have. A man that apparently rides bulls across town. That is no word of a lie. John Hawksy. Hawks, good afternoon. Mate. How are we going? How are we going, listeners? Really well, Hawksy. Appreciate you. So we'll start on the bull thing. You, you, you do. You bring your bulls into town. When did that start and why? Uh, why? Well, I'm not... I'm... I don't know why it started okay. and when. <laughs> I know when. Yeah. I just had this body calf and he started to get too big. Right. And I used to get sick of walking around leading him everywhere to keep him fit. Yeah. So then I started riding him because yeah. I'm driven by laziness. Right. <laughs> hey, hey. Aren't we all? It works. Yeah. It takes a lot to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. This is radio. Uh, yeah. Listeners, I look fantastic. <laughs> you, you, your shorts are short. There's almost parts of you popping out. Yes, yeah. You look good. There you, you go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've heard uh, from our good mate Watts, who's joining us a little bit later as well, that there's a story of yours involving a grenade that actually made it to national TV. Can you tell us about that? Or do you, you say you have a better story? Oh, I've got a better story than that for the story story, but it wasn't... I'm just observant. Yeah. And I was... Uh, I knock over trees on purpose, I mean, as, yeah. a, as a living. Yeah, yeah, a job. And so, yeah, job. Arborist. Yeah. Mm. The grenade. What that. happened? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I clean up someone's yard <laughs> yeah. and I find a grenade on the ground. Right. As, yeah. as you do. Yeah. Well, as I hadn't before. Uh, uh, that's yep. the first one I've ever found. And you obviously didn't touch it. No, I picked it up because I wasn't right. sure just to see if it was real, and it was very okay. heavy. Yeah, pull the pin out just to check no, if it was real. the pin had already gone. Oh. So, yeah, the pin had been pulled. Right. And when you pull the pin, the lever falls out. Okay. So the pin and lever were missing. Right. So someone had obviously pulled the pin and pegged it at some stage. Yep. And it hasn't gone off, obviously. Yeah. Otherwise, when they go off, can't find them. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. It's all over then, yeah. Yeah, it's all over <laughs> then. That's very good. Anyway, so, but all the gear's still in there. So, yeah, I, yeah threw it against the tree. Didn't go off. Hey, and you threw it. What? Quite hard, yeah. <laughs> was oh, it I got near an arm you? On me. Sorry? Near you? Or it was a in bit my hand. Distance. I picked it up. Jeez, how near do you want to be? It wasn't inside me. No, the tree. Oh, the tree. Yeah, the tree was reasonably close. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. And then I saw so it really hard. So All I right, thought hello, guys. Boss man needs no, intervening. We have had to drop tiny. that audio. Hello, we dropped mate. an F-bomb. Hello, we team. Uh, we have Hawksy. no safety net now, Hawksy. so no F-bombs anymore if we can, no Hawksy. Promise us I'll buy you a beer if you don't. If you get through the next three hello. minutes without an F-bomb. No more promise. <laughs> Are we back on yet? We're back on live with zero safety net, team. Yeah, no safety net. Okay, no worries at all. 
So the PG think, rest of that story? Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> that's pretty Did well. it explode? Yeah, a, no, it didn't, no, it didn't explode. No. Not, oh, not with Ben. No. But they sent the ADF off from Townsville. <laughs> big thing out to them because they're listening. And, um, yeah, they came out and they deemed it too dangerous to cart all the way back. So they took it out of the common and blew it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Hmm. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. So excited from Matabara to have with us a a gentleman that's been here since the mid-60s. Hello, Chappie. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How's yourself? Really well. Appreciate your time. I know you've got some great stories to share. Before we get there, when you arrived, and and I suppose keeping you here till 2023, what do you do with yourself and and what do you love about this place? I just love the the area. The work was here when I came here as a driver and and I uh, went truck driving as well and people around here really good uh, the work was here so I stopped here understandable now there's a lot of history in towns like this and in particular pubs like this can you tell us for the true crime buffs of Queensland about the shooting that happened here at the Exchange Hotel oh yep yep I can tell you a bit about that I was here playing coach with the person that done the shooting with the boys that got shot so um Actually, uh, I, was, I was truck driving in, we were paying coits, and he, could we meet him at coits? He said to his mates, he said, I'm going to go out and get a rifle and shoot you, and didn't take much notice of it and that, and I thought, well, I'm truck driving that, I've got to go home, so yeah. I jumped up and away I went, and only just got home and the policeman come down, and he said, where's your rifle? And I said, oh, down the shed. He said, well, go and get it and put it under your bed. And I said, why? He said, oh, that fellow you were just playing coach with, he shot his mate. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what, what the, the bloke that did the shooting, did, did they find him after it? How did that all unfold? Oh, uh, you know, he'd he done a little bit of a rally around here, shot young Stuart was over there on the floor near the bar there where he shot him. Then there's another young fellow here, Jeff White, that was with him. Yep. He took off down the back and he went looking for him. And as he was going down the corridor here, the publican was walking up. Yeah. And he stuck the rifle into his stomach and then he looked up at his face and he said, Oh, sorry, mate, wrong fella. And away he went again. And then he came back and shot this poor devil again. He'd already shot him in the head sort of thing. He shot him in the leg so he couldn't chase him. Uh, He then went out and... Stole a motor vehicle off the front of the street here. Yeah. He, he couldn't get it into reverse gear, so he put it in low and jumped it up on the footpath, done a wheelie and took off. And how long did it take the coppers to get him? Well, he went down the Crodmore Road to Longreach. Yeah. And they caught him down at Camula, which is about three quarters of an hour away. The rest of his life in jail, do you know? Or? Uh, to my knowledge, now yeah. he died in jail. Yeah, well, you'd wow. hope so. That's murder. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. I'm going to have to have a scour around the pub to see if any of those bullet holes still exist. There's still a bullet hole over there in the window there behind. There's an old pensioner bloke here at the time, and yes. he was that terrified. He went into room one, and he was hung up by the fingers and toes under the bed. Poor old fella. Yeah. Oh, chappy. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Is it a much more civilised crew now today, this group here? What We're not going to expect any riffraff. <laughs> well, that's bloody hope not. I'll have to go home and get my gear if they are. <laughs>